Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast. We are the Sustainable Transformation Nutrition Coaches, and our show will help you get leaner and perform better in a way that lasts with episodes about nutrition, recovery, and the all-important art of inner work. The topic of today's show is one I've been passionate about for years now, yet it's taken me a full year to finally put this information out there because I built it up so much in my head. And it feels really good to teach you how you can reduce your environmental impact through food without it being an inconvenience. I figure, what better time than two weeks before Earth Day to release this podcast series? And to celebrate it, I am offering a 50% discount on our performance or fat loss macros and meal planning programs for the next two weeks if you elect to have your meal planning program customized for reducing environmental impact. Our macros and meal planning programs were quietly released at the beginning of this year. And already, we have clients like Christy who just posted on Instagram that she's already lost 12 pounds and hit a 305-pound deadlift PR today as a master's athlete. You can find her inspiring post on our Instagram at Beyond Macros. The macros and meal planning programs not only teach you exactly how much to eat, of what foods and when, but you will also get tons of convenient meal ideas based on your goals. You'll get a three-month dumbbell program Coach Jackie used to gain two and a half pounds of muscle while losing eight pounds of fat. And you'll also get a number of bonuses to help you navigate eating at restaurants and traveling. All you have to do to get the massive discount on this program is to enter the code EARTH50, that's EARTH, like the thing we live on, and the number 50, at checkout. This will drop the price from $147 to $74. To make it easy on you, you can just go to beyondmacros.com slash earth to find those two products, as well as the article and resources that I wrote to accompany this show. Now for the show. Quick shout out to Amanda Ravenhill of the Buckminster Fuller Institute and all the researchers from the Drawdown book for opening my eyes to the solutions to global warming this time last year. And it turns out some of the most impactful solutions for global warming are fully within our control as individuals, which is scary because we can't blame corporations and just go about our daily lives. But it's also empowering to know that by following a few simple concepts, you can have a major positive impact on your health, performance, and the earth. There are a few important things to understand about how to reduce your impact on the environment. The first is that one third of food worldwide is wasted. We'll talk more about that next week. Second, Plant-rich diet is the most impactful change an individual can make to reduce their impact. And don't worry, I'm not telling you to go vegan. More on that in a minute. The third thing is that even though a plant-rich diet is the most impactful change you can make, silvopasture and managed grazing are two ways that you can raise cattle and other animals that are also major solutions to global warming. This is good news because this points to an inclusive solution to a problem that affects us all. Not everybody is willing to give up meat, and you don't have to. The team of researchers for the book Drawdown defined a plant-rich diet as the individual's choice to do the following three things. One, maintain a 2,500 calorie per day nutritional regime. Two, meet your daily protein requirements while decreasing meat consumption in favor of plant-based food items. And three, purchase locally produced food when available. 
if just 50% of the world's population made this choice, the effect would be massive. The cumulative impact would be the fourth most impactful way to reverse global warming and is the single most effective thing every individual has 100% control over. According to the researchers on the Drawdown team, if 50% of the world's population adopted a plant-rich diet as I just defined it, we could expect to see a cumulative emissions reduction of 66.11 gigatons of carbon dioxide equivalent gases. Now, I think it's important to find a way to bring even just one gigaton, which is literally 2.2 trillion pounds, into human scale. If all 7.6 billion humans on the planet took a deep breath at the same time, we would only suck in about 8.36 million pounds of air altogether. It would take 12 days worth of every human on Earth blowing every breath they take into an impossibly large bag to create one gigaton of air. And if just 50% of humans adhere to the simple conditions of a plant-rich diet, we could reduce our emissions by 66.11 times that amount in that bag. But if it's so simple, why haven't we done it yet? I think it's because changing eating habits is rarely straightforward. If it were, there would be no such thing as obesity, and there would be no such thing as nutrition coaches like me. To break down the actions you can start taking and the habits you can start forming without disrupting your life, let's start with the first tenet of the plant-rich diet solution, eating 2,500 calories or less per day. I will assume that this audience is at least moderately active some of the time. You can maintain your weight and improve your performance at a calorie intake equivalent to between 14 to 16 times your body weight in pounds. That means everybody who is moderately active and under 178.6 pounds could thrive under the conditions of a plant-rich diet. But here's the caveat. From what I've seen, the body weight coefficient method of calculating calories is not effective if you're overweight or obese because it overestimates your calorie intake. A more reasonable estimate of your maintenance calorie needs if you're lightly active and currently overweight is about 14 times your ideal weight instead of your total current body weight. This means that for anybody at a moderate activity level or lower whose ideal body weight is 178.6 pounds or less could maintain their weight at under 2,500 calories. And I know this might blow your mind, but I've rarely ever seen any non-competitive weightlifting athletes with over 180 pounds of lean muscle. Almost everybody on earth could thrive at under 2,500 calories. It is a very small minority of the population that needs more than 2,500 calories per day to thrive. So again, why is it so hard to convince 50% of the world to eat under 2,500 calories per day? It's the same reason diets are hard. We live in a world with an abundance of hyperpalatable, calorie-dense foods. As my friend and former guest of this show, Dr. Ben House, put it, if you're not overweight in our current system, you're not normal. The people who are overweight are normal. Your biology is wired to eat now while the gettings are good to protect against a time like winter when food is scarce. If you can fight against your biology, you're weird. We live in a world where you can nosh over 2,500 calories in a single meal. As you might remember from last week's show about the 10,000 calorie challenge, I did eat 2,500 calories in a single meal with ease. 
And since you're listening to this show, it's obvious you want to get weird and fight your biology with us. So let's start taking action on this plant-rich diet at the calorie level. I'll break down how to calculate your calories in a second, but you can also find these instructions at beyondmacros.com earth. So if you're driving, don't worry about stopping to have to write this down. Just go to that website when you have a safe place to stay. So the way to calculate your calories for this purposes is first determine your maintenance level of calories. If you're listening to this show, again, I'm assuming you regularly move, so these numbers that I'm about to mention will be lower if you're sedentary or higher if you're training competitively. If you're relatively sedentary outside of your movement practice, but you do have a movement practice, multiply your ideal body weight in pounds by 14 to get your maintenance calories. If you're active or have an active job outside of your movement practice, multiply your body weight in pounds by 16 to get your maintenance calories. If you fall somewhere between those activity levels, multiply your body weight in pounds by 15 to get your maintenance calories. You can eat that level of calories to improve your performance. But if you want to lose weight, multiply your maintenance calories by 0.8. Boom. I guarantee 90% or more of you listening calculated under 2,500 calories. If you commit to eating exactly this much food in a day, you become a major part of the solution to our environmental crisis without making any other change or sacrifice. Plus, you fuel your performance and reach your body composition goals. That's a win-win situation. But let's take it to another level. The next facet of a plant-rich diet is to meet your daily protein requirements while decreasing meat consumption in favor of plant-based food items. This might seem scary to you if you've eaten a meat-centric meal for every meal every day of your entire life. But believe me, I once had the nickname The Venice Meat Man and was slanging home-cured bacon to friends at the CrossFit gym. I had a collection of exotic meats in my freezer at all times for years, and I still salivate over a good novelty steak, like a yak filet mignon. I even have a tattoo of bacon in my inner lip, which you can see a picture of at beyondmacros.com earth. And the thing is, I drastically reduced my reliance on meat for protein, and I did it at a time while I was training for CrossFit regionals in 2017. So I think I'm as qualified as anybody to teach you how to do the same without affecting your performance gains or your enjoyment of food. To go back to the book Drawdown, the researchers from that book pointed to a study that assumes that 57 grams of protein or less per day comes from meat in a plant-rich diet that helps to improve the environment. That's more than what the USDA recommended daily intake for men is at 56 grams per day. You're no average person that the USDA is talking to. You're active. If you lift and you want to maximize muscle protein synthesis, you should aim to eat more protein at about 0.82 grams per pound of body weight per day. And for endurance athletes, you could get away with a little bit less at 0.68 grams per pound of body weight per day to maintain your muscle. Let's do a calculation for that lean 175-pound person who would thrive on 2,500 calories per day. Their protein needs are about 145 grams if they lift or 120 grams if they are an endurance athlete. If we take 57 grams of this person's protein total and say it can come from meat, 
How much meat can they have? This is Zavi, where you'll insert a cheesy drum roll. They can have the equivalent of half pound of steak per day to hit that 57 grams of protein. So where does the remaining 63 to 88 grams of protein come from? Here is a theoretical breakdown of protein sources in addition to that half pound of steak equivalent that they could use to reach their protein targets. First, they could add in 40 grams of a plant-based protein powder either before or after their workout. Second, they could add in one cup of lentils for some post-workout carbs because those carbs also come with 19 grams of protein. Third, they could put three eggs in their breakfast because eggs aren't going to have the negative impact of meat. And boom, no soy, no frankenfoods. This is easily achieved with whole foods and the comforts of daily meat. And not all meat is bad. In fact, managed grazing and silvopasture are two ways of raising grazing animals like cows in a way that positively impacts the environment. Managed grazing just means that the herd is grazing in a way that mimics the way they naturally would in nature, kind of like the bison or buffalo in the Great Plains of the States would have done in the days of yore. And silvopasture essentially just intercrops trees in the pasture in a way that specifically draws down carbon from the atmosphere. So if you can find a local rancher who raises their meat using these methods, you are winning the game. And if you want to really show Mother Earth that you love her, we'll move on to the third tenet of the plant-rich diet, which is to purchase locally produced food when available. The Drawdown team says, a 5% localization factor is applied globally, without much explanation on this one. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume it means 5% of your calories come from local sources, and that helps improve the environment. So... For a 175-pound person eating 2,500 calories, this is 125 calories of locally grown food per day. If you get your daily meat locally and nothing else, that's roughly 400 to 600 of your calories coming from a local source. You're winning. For everybody, including my 100% plant-based friends listening to this show, The absolute best way you can increase the locality of your food is by visiting your local farmer's market, farm stand, or cooperative and buy what is in season and local. I recognize there are challenges to doing this. First, it assumes you cook for yourself, and I realize most people are eating multiple meals outside of the home per day. If this is you, find a place like Sweet Greens that is both healthy, offers good plant options, and sources their produce locally where possible. Second, telling you to go to the farmer's market also assumes you have the cooking chops to understand how to cook with unfamiliar food items that might be local and in season. Luckily, there's the internet to help you figure out what the hell to do with kohlrabi. And lastly, the farmer's market is rarely a one-stop shop, and it does take a bit extra time, since you'll likely have to go to the grocery store in addition to the market. But if you consider using a grocery delivery service, and you go to the farmer's market in person, this will help. It'll help you form relationships with the local farmers and learn where most of your food is coming from. Plus, You can avoid going to the hectic-ass grocery store on a Sunday where everybody and their dog happens to be is battling for parking spots and blocking your way down the aisle with their obnoxiously placed grocery cart. I think Farmer's Market is a good option. And it's also the best place to source your meats because you can ask the farmer how the meat was raised. 
And since you'll be eating less total meat, you can afford to pay a bit more per pound for the good stuff. Another easy thing to do is to start paying attention to the little stickers and labels on your produce. You can pay attention to where the food's coming from. A lot of the times, when things like berries are out of season in the United States, it's being shipped up from South America and Mexico. Another thing you can do if you're not going to go to the farmer's market is just to see if your local grocery chain has a local produce section and try to shop there as much as possible. If you can just buy a little bit more food from nearby, even if it's a little bit uglier than the stuff that got shipped from far away, you're doing a great thing. And with those three small changes, dropping your calories to 2,500 or less, moving your protein more towards plant sources, and getting more stuff locally, you will not only improve your health, but you'll be improving the health of our planet. Unlike other environmentally friendly initiatives that might feel like a major inconvenience with unclear benefits, making these three changes are the most impactful ways you as an individual can help reverse global warming. As stoked as you might be right now, and as noble as it is to make these changes for the environment, I know how to change a habit and you need to dangle a short-term reward in front of yourself to make a change. It's going to seem like the goal of reducing your environmental impact is far off and disconnected from the present, and it might not be enough to help you stay true. So let's have you tune in to your selfish motivators. I want to remind you that these changes that can help the environment will also improve your health, your body composition, and your performance right now. So head on over to beyondmacros.com slash earth to get all of the resources from this show and to claim your 50% discount on our environmentally friendly macros and meal planning program when you use code earth50 in the next two weeks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you love the topic, make sure you're subscribed so you get upcoming episodes about the other realistic tips I have for you to reduce your environmental impact while improving your health. If you're still listening, you're a super fan, and maybe this iTunes review came from you. So thanks for taking the time to write these kind words. This one comes from GS Nation, which I happen to know is David Robinson, a former guest of the show and the host of the GS Nation podcast. He said, Absolutely love this podcast. It's so well produced, and Matt does an incredible job of taking an hour-plus-long interview and paring it down to a 15- to 20-minute show full of gems. He and his guests are knowledgeable and committed to bettering the lives of those around them. Please give it a listen. Thanks, David. Much love to you and everybody listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. <laughs>